I'm Sharon Batters, and you are listening to the Daily Treasure Podcast produced by Mark Inc. Ministries. And we are in the middle of our series called Treasures Along the Way. And each day I'm sharing a blog post, actually, that I wrote years ago. But each one focuses on the faithfulness of God in the mundane moments. And I am so grateful, personally, that I wrote these posts because they remind me of such special moments in my life that I would have forgotten. So I, again, encourage you to journal those special moments, too. Today's devotional is called Cousins Camp, Scrapbooking, and Those Yet Unborn. Today's treasure is from Psalm 78, verses 1 through 4. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known, that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and His might and the wonders that He has done. Today's devotional is adapted from a blog post I wrote about eight years ago. I love the memories it brings to mind. You girls are doing a lot of giggling in here. Ten-year-old granddaughter Katie and I looked at each other and giggled some more at Chuck's words. Scrapbooking supplies, pictures, and albums covered the dining room table. Our goal was to organize pictures from that year's Cousins Camp. We started Cousins Camp in 2003 when Chuck and I took our five youngest grandchildren to the beach for a few days. By ourselves, as in no parents. My friend Sherry Bittler, our children's ministry director at the time, had filled a crate with lots of ideas to help me reach my goal of creating a mini vacation Bible school for our two three-year-olds, one five-year-old, one six-year-old, and one seven-year-old grands. Our first morning, five sets of eyes eagerly watched as I described how we would have early morning devotions on the beach, learn songs and scriptures, and collect seashells for craft projects. My first clue that my plan might not work was when Marky asked, But Grammy, when can we go swimming? Chuck laughed and said, Okay, Grammy, we're at the beach. You're making this too hard. Remember, one of our goals is to encourage our grandchildren to be good friends. Focus on that goal and enjoying the kids. I slathered sunscreen on five little bodies, gathered up tons of beach paraphernalia, and gratefully settled into a beach chair to watch five excited littles make memories building sandcastles and looking for crabs. For several years at Cousins Camp, the older girls spent most of the week writing a play script and accompanying songs for their annual performance. Along with makeshift props, they created personal invitations for each person in the house. Katie and I laughed as we remembered how they forced Benjamin to be the prince and kiss the princess, Molly. As the grandchildren have aged, we have changed our approach to Cousins Camp, always keeping in mind our original goal of encouraging strong family connections between the grands and us. We've moved from original plays, crafts, and pirate parties to lots of beach time. We have enjoyed quiet weeks in the Poconos, fishing in the pond, exploring the woods all the while watching for bears. Poconos memories include whitewater rafting and bike riding for miles down the Lehigh Gorge Trail along the Lehigh River. One of my favorite blessings of Cousins Camp every year is watching the bigs, or older grands, 
interact with the middles and the littles. Other grandmothers have told me that as their grandchildren grow older, it is harder to connect with them. The special relationships they enjoyed when the children were more dependent often unraveled as the kids experienced more of life through school, sports, and social activities. I'm learning I must be intentional in the way I pursue our older grandchildren. I was a new grandmother when I eavesdropped on several grandmothers in Florida. They described their dread of teenage grandchildren coming to visit. According to these older women, the kids were disrespectful, ungrateful, and lazy. Per their grandmothers, they were users, only interested in visiting grandparents because it meant a trip to Florida. They never communicated with their grandparents otherwise. These grandmothers were glad that because they lived so far away, they didn't have to attend all the sports and school activities, concerts, performances. I had several grandchildren when I heard this conversation, and I knew I did not want to be like these women when I grew up. Compare this poolside conversation to the comments of a fellow grandmother as we talked about staying connected to teenage grandchildren. She described the difficulty of keeping up the intimacy when the kids' lives are so busy. Then she said, So I try to think of ways to spend time with my grandkids that appeal to where they are. I just had lunch with my granddaughter and then treated both of us to a pedicure. Instead of seeing this gift as a bribe, the wise grandmother knows she is investing in a lifelong friendship. My worldview demands a different pathway than the poolside grandmoms chose. And though mine requires thinking, planning, and some sacrifice, the rewards are priceless. Just this morning, as I considered the many tasks waiting for me, and then anticipated Katie's visit and prayed for our time together, I read, Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim His righteousness to a people yet unborn, for He has done it. I knew God was reminding me that the most important and precious task for that day was my time with Katie. Katie might think we were just scrapbooking, but someday she will understand the special moments with Grammy helped lock into her heart the power of faith, family, and legacy. Ten-year-old Katie doesn't understand now that the gift of Cousins Camp is not given just because we all love a week away. She doesn't know that because of these special family times, we hope Katie and all the cousins will cherish lifelong friendships with one another. We also hope their family traditions include extended family gatherings for their children, our great-grandchildren, those yet unborn, because they cherish the memories of not only Cousins Camp, but also Sunday spaghetti dinners and sleepovers at Grammy and Granddad's, shopping trips, baking Syrian bread, making grape leaves, setting the table for holidays, picking tomatoes, and snuggling as many cousins as possible on Grammy's lap for a story or watching a movie. Someday, they might realize that while they were spending time with Grammy and Granddad, God was helping shape their worldview and planting seeds of wisdom that fell from the fruit of their grandparents' life journey into their hearts. And slowly but surely, they will realize that one of the underlying purposes for all these special times was to create a safe place for our treasured grandchildren to see Jesus and experience Jesus. 
Friends, recently, my husband and I were listening to the news and we were listening to the stories of the parents of the 13 Marines who lost their lives in Afghanistan. And, you know, putting all politics aside, whatever you believe about Afghanistan or what happened there, these stories are from broken-hearted parents who are in deep, deep grief. And I resonate with that. Chuck and I were in tears as we listened, as we listened to their plea, don't forget our children, their plea for honesty and their plea for someone to come alongside of them and offer them hope and comfort. Well, we are passionate about this topic, as you know, because we know firsthand what grief is. We would never, ever say we know what they're going through, but we do know that deep part of grief that parents feel that is universal. And that is one reason why we are focusing on my book, Treasures in Darkness, which is a very transparent record of my own journey through grief. It's filled with my journal entries from even before we lost our 16-year-old son, Mark. And it follows me to that point of surrendering to the love of God and to the comfort that only He can give. And the reason that I was willing to go back into this darkness, this abyss, is because I needed someone like me, who was a little further ahead of the journey, but who would be transparent about those horrific days and months of darkness and help me to know that I was not crazy, I wasn't abnormal, that I was a grieving mother. And so Treasures in Darkness is designed to help turn hearts toward Jesus. I would encourage you to check it out. You may not have lost a child, but you may be struggling to reconcile God's love with his sovereignty. And that's really a lot of what this book is about, is as a daughter of the King, How do I reconcile his love and his sovereignty? This past summer, I was able to narrate the book, and it was the first time I'd stepped back into it since I wrote it. So it was quite an experience for me personally. I just want to recommend it. I believe that it is designed to offer help and hope to brokenhearted parents, but also to others who are struggling to understand God's love and sovereignty. So you can get the the audiobook on any audiobook platform. You can purchase the book on any online book platform, Treasures in Darkness, A Grieving Mother Shares Her Heart. I look forward to being with you tomorrow, and I pray that as you go about your day, you will pray for these parents who are struggling so mightily to make sense of the terrible loss of their children. Thanks so much for joining us.